0: Well, Razorback fans, I got asked a question the other day about Sam Pittman's status as a head coach and what's it going to take for him to be on the hot seat. It's not something I thought about, but I have now. So let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bound. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 the Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. Finally made it to the weekend, which I know is exciting for everybody to make it at this point. But uh, a few things that we're just going to kind of dive into that actually got, uh, I thought was really good discussion and when I say discussion, I'm going to talk to myself about it and just act like I'm talking to you about it is pretty much how it goes. But still, a few things got brought up. And I, uh, I find it interesting whenever hot seats or coaching uh, changes or possible changes or pressure or, or whatever it may be get brought up by particular coaches or about particular coaches from fan bases, particularly in the SEC. Because let's be honest, with today's day and age, It's not as difficult, or at least doesn't take as much time to have a coach build a program and to have success at a faster rate. Like the idea of it taking three, four, five years to go from being a losing program to a winning program is not a thing anymore. It's because of the portal, because of recruiting, because of NIL, because of all those things, you can go from literally a non-factor of a program to, boom, being an instant team, program, whatever it is that is looked at as one of the better ones in your conference. Not everyone is lucky enough to have that happen, but it's just the reality that it is. So the pressure on coaches has never been higher, and the leash for coaches have has never been shorter, and the patience level for fans have never been less. So when it comes to coaching uh, just in all of the SEC or in all of major college football, they always have the rankings. I think it's like the hot seat rankings for coaches. And I was on an actual uh, radio station in Alabama, and they were asking me just kind of about the basics, about uh, you know, football and you know K.J. Jefferson and all this stuff. And then they said, you know, I look at Sam Pittman as someone who, if he doesn't start making some moves this year, you know, there could be some things that change, and he couldn't end up losing his job. What's the pressure, and what's the hot seat like for Sam Pittman there in Fayetteville right now? And you know, I kind of thought about it, and I felt like there really wasn't necessarily a hot seat for Sam Pittman because I want to be honest about this, and some of you may see this titled and may already start arguing with me or throwing things at me in the comments section, but let's just be clear, I'm not saying Sam Pittman is on the hot seat. I'm not saying Sam Pittman has to. Uh, do certain things to keep his job this year, because I feel like yeah, there's always something. Like if he goes oh, and 12. You got to fire him, of course. But I think that that's something that fans in this going into this year four are having a tough time trying to figure out exactly where their level of anger is at, or maybe where their level of frustration is at. Because it, I don't find fans mad at the football program. Or think that the football program is not good or that Sam Pittman is not a good coach or that the program's not going to be successful under Sam Pittman. Like, I don't find anybody like that. And so when they asked that question, I, I just kind of alluded to the answer of saying, you know, uh, I don't think he's on the hot seat because I don't. I, I don't think he's on the hot seat. I don't think that uh, it's a has to have an extraordinary season this year to keep his job. I don't, I don't think that at all. And I think it would be unfair to to do it that way, too. Now, let's be honest about this. Uh, I love Sam Pittman. I think he's a great guy for the job. I think he loves Arkansas, and I think that's important here. And I think he's proven that he can win at a high level. I mean, he had a nine-win season at Arkansas, which is something that Brett Bielema never did. Definitely not Chad Morris ever did. Uh, you know, Houston took him. He had he was here for ten years, but you know, he only had it happen three times. Petrino twice. So it's not exactly like a thing that happens all the time. And he was able to accomplish that. And in that same year, I mean, you're talking about a two-point conversion away from winning 10 games against Ole Miss. Uh, you gave Alabama all that they wanted on the road, only lost by a touchdown. Uh, Auburn was still a weird game that I feel like you were the better team, but you just lost. Like, you showcase that you were a team that could be a highly competitive team in the SEC. So Sam Pittman's proven that to me already. But it's a matter of, You got to have results on the field. You got to be able to showcase that you're going in the right direction, that you continue to win, you continue to build a healthy program. And this year's important for that aspect because if Sam Pittman goes six and six this year, the exact same record that Arkansas has last year, no one's going to be happy. Sam Pittman's not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy. The uh, American people aren't going to be happy with Arkansas going six and six. So, Is that a correlation to firing? No, I don't think so. It becomes where the next year is do or die. You know, in 2024, with that crazy schedule that we've already talked about, it's do or die. It's like you got to be able to take major steps forward or you're done. It's just the way it is. Um, If he goes 7-5, and I think people are satisfied. You know, may not be overly excited, but satisfied. If you go eight wins or more, people are, I think, excited. I think if you win eight games this year, uh, I think every fan is going to be pumped up about it. Nine wins, ten wins, you know, go, keep going. It's just going to elevate the excitement level. The only thing that's really going to have people start calling for heads around here is if you go five and seven. If you don't make a bowl game, that's really all it's going to take is people getting to that point. And honestly, you, I don't blame them. And I think that most people would find that pretty reasonable. The schedule this year is always going to be at least a level of tough because you're playing in the s e c west at least for one more year, but you still have a non conference schedule that's fairly easy. you have some pretty winnable games at home like the schedule sets up for you, so you have to at least make a bowl game and if you don't there's gonna be problems and so it becomes about you know how you're losing these games you know or are you losing the team because that's another thing too. We've seen seasons where they just were bad, or they just didn't have all that they needed to have because of whatever reason. Uh, You know, you you were maybe fighting really hard, you're bringing it in every game, all of that, but you just kept falling short, and you just had an average season. But then there's times where the season just completely and totally gets out of hand, you end up uh, losing the entire team, and they end up not really playing anymore, and you can tell that there's a problem, you can tell that the team's just not having fun anymore. And that's where it can become a major issue. So not all six and six seasons are created equal, but I do believe that the way you go about it and how you go about it does absolutely matter. But I think fans are reasonable with Arkansas football. And I've gotten posed this question too. You know, What's the expectation for a Razorback football program when it comes to wins and losses every single year? I, I look at it as you got to average seven, eight wins a year at Arkansas and then every so often every three four years you jump up into that nine ten eleven win range I don't think that's unreasonable and especially with the SEC you know with Texas and Oklahoma getting added in here's another thing too Texas and Oklahoma getting added in everyone is saying how extremely more difficult the SEC is going to be than what it has been before and maybe call me crazy, folks. But I don't see it that way. In fact, I start, I'm starting to see, besides Georgia, teams that are very beatable and also teams that doesn't have just a, a huge wide gap between them and the teams below them. And I'm even including Alabama into that. Because, again, Alabama's going to be Alabama. Like They're still going to be great. They're still going to be a, a, a double-digit win t- team. But I believe they're starting to lose a little bit of luster of being the team that is just going to be, you know, walking through the the season, going 13 wins every year and and calling it good. Like they they could take a step back, they could take a step forward, they could still be great this year. So I'm not trying to say they won't be, but they're just not the same intimidating team that we've seen before. And so I, I, like, if you're Arkansas, for instance, Texas and Oklahoma getting added, like, do they really scare you? I mean, Brent Venables in Oklahoma, they, everyone's been talking about how great of a job they've done on recruiting, which they have, but does he scare you as a coach right now? Like, he could get it going, but right now, I don't see any sort of reason to be fearful of Oklahoma. What about Texas? Well, you just kicked the snot out of them two years ago in Fayetteville, and Sarkeesian's done a great job and recruited great quarterbacks there, too, and. You know, maybe they they are a pretty good team. They're highly talented, but I don't see them as just being this team that is just next level, can't be stopped, can't even go up against them. Like I, I just don't see it that way. Arkansas could beat Texas. They could beat Oklahoma. And you throw in like all the other teams, like even this year, like Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not saying you'll win all those games, but I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of Ole Miss. You've owned them the past decade, it seems like. Not afraid of Ole Miss. a ms more weird and annoying, but not afraid of them because more often than not, you've had the better team. You just haven't been able to win the game, which has been dumb. But I don't see them as a championship caliber threat. LSU is going to be LSU, and you know Arkansas almost beat them last year, and probably should have beaten them if KJ was healthy. And they've been a really good team too under Brian Kelly. Like, they won the West last year. Don't get me wrong, but. Until I start to see more like more years under Brian Kelly to see what it looks like, um, I don't really look at them as just this so far unattainable success story that they have. So the point is, is, I just went through a bunch of the teams, but the point is this is that Sam Pittman and Arkansas have an opportunity right now moving forward where it's not like you have Georgia, Bama, LSU above all, and then you have right there on the cusp, like an Auburn or an A&M or, you know, we can throw in Texas, Oklahoma right in there too. Maybe a Tennessee right there on the cusp of being those elite teams. And then after that, you have kind of like the Ole Misses and Mississippi States and Arkansas and all that that's just, you know, looking for the scraps. Like, it's not that hierarchy anymore. Arkansas can be a team that absolutely could be one of when it goes to 16 when it goes to 16 teams in this conference they can absolutely be the number three number four team in the, in the sec at times they can be because i feel like it's going to be that wide open for everybody else so the point is that sam Pittman's coaching situation i think he's fine he's fine he's just got to keep building he's got to keep doing the right things he's learning as a coach on the go each and every year and i think he's getting better at that he's been a part of a championship caliber team he knows what it takes he knows what it takes to make it look like that, and I think he's going to continue to do a good job, and that's why I think this year is going to be such a good one for Arkansas. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about the schedule because something got brought up to me yesterday uh, about the schedule here in just a second, but folks, i got to tell you about Bird Dogs. They are the most incredible I mean, incredible shorts that you'll ever own. I promise you that because they look great. They feel great. They're so comfortable. And they do this thing to where you look at them or maybe you put them on you're like, man, this is going to be nasty. It's going to be dirty. I feel like I'm going to be dirty in these. No, because they use the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that is able to keep you cool and dry all day long. So no matter if you're golfing, if you're just walking around the house, if you're going to work, whatever it may be, they got style to them. You can wear them with different outfits. And they have all different types, not only with shorts, but also with pants too. So Here's the thing. Uh, I I like them because it just it makes it so easy for me to just walk around and, and be able to feel comfortable and go be on the go all the time. Uh, but the best thing about them is not only their options, but the deal they're offering you. If you go to birddogs.com/slash/lockedoncollege, you get a free Yeti style tumbler with your first order. So just go to birddogs.com/slash/lockedoncollege. Simple as that. Free Yeti style tumbler, and you won't want to take off your bird dogs. I promise you that. So check it out. Again, birddogs.com slash College. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. We talked about the schedule that got released in 2024 for the football team yesterday. And, you know, there was a lot of reactions that came in on it. People were pretty excited about the home schedule and uh, the navigable. I say it navigable. I'm going to go with it. Uh, schedule that's on the road and then the neutral side game and everything. But that's great for the SEC. But I did see when Arkansas put out what their full schedule is going to look like, just as far as opponents go. People saw that UAPB is going to be the first game of the season next year in 2024, and it's going to be in Little Rock. And, of course, in 2025, you have the game against Arkansas State in Little Rock. And then people saw, of course, that the game next year and this year against a and still going to be in Arlington once again. And people are just getting kind of frustrated by this. And they're saying, why are they, these games still going on? Why are these neutral site games happening? Why can't they just be at home like everybody else? These need to be put to bed. They need to put the rest and just move on and all of that. And I started thinking about it and, and hearing all the people and saying all these things. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. These games need to start being at home more and in Fayetteville more. I think we all understand that. But people still think, though, that it's going to continue on for a long period of time. As if, like, this is just a, a one, like, a, a, an ongoing thing that we're just going to have to deal with, just like we always have had to deal with it. I, want, I just kill the mosquito. Uh, sorry about that. I was about to say something was biting me. Um, so, sorry about that. Anyways, uh, but that was one of the things that people kept bringing up is just tired of those games and thinking that's going to be an ongoing problem, an ongoing issue. Well, let me tell you this, folks. It's not, it's not going to be. It's not going to be. Uh, because in 2025, the game in, in Little Rock are going to end. Now, has that been officially announced? No. But that is my understanding. That's my belief. After that game against Arkansas State in 2025, it's over. It's done. No more games in War Memorial. Arkansas is losing too much money on the deal. Uh, the, the game's become a problem. It's a road game for the teams. You can't have hosting on visits and all of that stuff. It's just no longer necessary. It's no longer needed. That game's going to go away. And then in 2024, in the game against a and down in Arlington, that's the last time that those two teams will be facing off against each other in Arlington. It's over. That uh, will be going back to a home-and-home if they end up playing each other at any point in time. And that game in Jerry World will no longer exist. Now, that being said, I do believe that there are going to be some sort of game still happening in Jerry World. Now, will it be every year? Don't know. Who will be the opponents? Don't know. But I have a hard time believing that Jerry Jones, who has done so much for the University of Arkansas... Is going to just say, you know what? That's fine. I don't want you guys here anymore. It's no, no, we're done with it. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Nor do I want it to happen. Just say what you want about the Arlington game. Does it need to change from Texas AM every year? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm all for that and I'm all with that. But folks, you don't understand. Like it's almost like we've become spoiled and uh, a little bit uh, like un- unaware of it. But folks, you get to play in Jerry World, the state of the art, the football stadium in the United States of America, like the place, do you know how many other football teams get to play there? You know how many other college athletes in their three, four, five year tenure or career as a student athlete, you know how many times those people get to play in Jerry World? Some of them never, not once. And some of them that do get to play there are only based on a few things, like one, Playing in the Big 12 title game. Easy, right? Or two, playing in the Cotton Bowl. One of the most prestigious bowls out there, New Year's Six Bowl. Or a semi final game in the playoffs. Easy, right? Sure. Like, that's really it. I think there's another bowl game that's there. I have to think about it. But the point is, is that you you don't play there often. Like, nobody gets to play there as often as Arkansas. But Arkansas has a guaranteed place to play at like they have it written in there where they get to play there every year, every year. You know how awesome that is for a football player or a a college player to be able to play there, to be able to dress up in that locker room, to be able to run out in Dallas Cowboys stadium, to have the stadium filled with fans and knowing how big of a fan base there is down there in the Dallas area. Like, Texas and Oklahoma, they have to play. that's a huge rivalry. They have to play in the old Cotton Bowl. Sometimes I think they want that because of the fairground. Gross. They have to play in the Cotton Bowl. You get to play at Jerry World. So, I don't want that game to go away. I want it to change from A&M, but I don't want Arkansas to not play there anymore. They don't need to play in War Memorial, but I think they need to play and continue to play at Jerry World in some capacity. They'll figure it out. They'll find out a way to do it, but I feel like, yes, getting home and staying home is very important. No question about it. But I still think that there's a lot of good reasons to play that game down there. You still need to have good recruiting. You still need to get in Texas and have good recruiting. And I think uh, being able to tell kids, hey, if you come here to Arkansas, guaranteed you get to play in Jerry World multiple times. I feel like that should be a pretty good recruiting pitch. It's just my opinion. Uh, We'll talk about the latest commitment for Razorback football on the other side of the break and it's a pretty big one in state so stay with us here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. All right so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast Uh, Arkansas had a pretty nice big commitment for the 2024 class as Arkansas had a couple of those here recently. But uh, this one's in-state. Bentonville wide receiver C.J. Brown verbally committed to Arkansas during a ceremony at the school's athletic center uh, last night. He says, quote, It was a very easy decision, decision for me. It's my home state. My family is close. My parents see me every weekend, play for the Hogs. Coaching staff is great. I think they're really building something good in the SEC, especially with this new schedule. I think, I think Arkansas is going to surprise a lot of people. I like the confidence. He's 6'1", 180. And uh, here's the thing about it is that he is a three-star recruit, but he had scholarship offers to Tennessee, Minnesota, Kansas State, Louisville, Oklahoma State, Vanderbilt, Purdue, and several other programs before picking the Razorbacks. And uh, it was kind of a cool thing because he made an official visit back in the first weekend of June. Uh, And also he said he had a desire to be a Razorback. He said, just reconfirm my decision that I made a bit ago that I wanted to go and play for the Hawks. Got to love that from the in-state kids. It always means a lot more, too, when you stay in-state. Uh, he had a, apparently a, a call with, uh, with, uh, Sam Pittman and everything. And uh, it was kind of a funny thing. Cause this the uh, contorting the whole He called Arkansas wide receivers, coach Kenny Guyton, when he committed to the Razorbacks, then he FaceTime coach head, uh, Sam Pittman. He said, quote, it's crazy. I called coach Guyton in a Las Fajitas bathroom. <laughs> and I told him I wanted to go to Arkansas. Coach Pittman shortly texted me probably about two minutes later and said, FaceTime me right now. So I FaceTime coach Pittman. He was ecstatic. He was happy. He said, that's the best decision I'll ever make, and uh, he goes on. I thought it was also cool, too, that uh, he has a sister named Jada Brown, who's a sophomore on the Vanderbilt women's basketball team, so there was a little bit of an interest there, too, and now Arkansas, according to On3.com, ranks as the number 15 recruiting class in the nation for 2024, so solid get for Arkansas. You know, I know that uh, you see three-star, you see a wide receiver, you know, maybe doesn't move the needle for some of you, but to me, I've always felt like it's very important to be able to have the in-state kids stay at Arkansas and be Razorbacks, especially when they have offers to other SEC schools and other major programs. You don't need to lose them. So it's good to see that's because I'll give 100% credit also to Sam Pittman and, and the way he's done it. Uh, he hasn't gotten every single player that's come out of the state of Arkansas, but pretty much has built a fence around the state. Very few players have left the state of Arkansas that were highly regarded players. And so I think that that's something that needs to be commended. You're not going to have the same level of recruits that you'll have in basketball, like the five stars and, and even in baseball or anything like that, but you'll definitely have plenty, plenty of players here and there that'll be able to add a lot of things to the mix and be able to be a great Razorback because they come from the state and it means a lot to them. So nice little gift for Sam Pittman, and hopefully they can continue it on and building this great recruiting class that they have so far.